Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. We're about to bring you a lot of sports and a little bit of nonsense, so stay tuned. Who loves fantasy football? Rip the queen. Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast, guys. Let's talk about week one. Week one, baby. Let's go. Super hype. We got some injuries going into the week, and that's a little bit disappointing, but it's, you know, it's to be expected, especially with a game like football. Yeah, we got some injuries definitely to look out for, you know, and overall, you know, not a ton of news really going on. There are some big names that are going to be potentially missing some time. Um, one that we're kind of trending towards downward and probably won't end up playing, you know, and the, probably the biggest name on here is George Kittle. Right. Yeah, George Kittle right now, he's got a little bit of a growing problem. We're not really sure what the extent is. We just know he hasn't really practiced and he's been taking it, you know, really easy. So, you know, his status is more than likely not going to be playing. Yeah, it was but, fresh. It happened on Monday. Yeah, so, I mean, there's hope he could play. But right now, you know, he's really questionable. I don't know if I would advise starting him. Um, if you have guys on your waiver wire, like, you know, like an Irv Smith maybe – um, you know, maybe Gerald Everett, Gerald mm-hmm. Everett. Those are all guys you might want to look into um, just in case. To. Yeah, soft, you can't tissue, soft tissues are, are always scary. So, yeah, just keep a keep an eye out on that one. Um, another name that I actually do like to hear about this is uh, Chris Godwin. He was out of practice, but, you know, the status for him has actually kind of been trending up. I don't know. You know, it could be one of those situations where if they do play him, it'll be very limited. And not really a guy you would want to prioritize. Start, start with caution. I wouldn't start him unless you had to. I think Absolutely. he's going to be limited. I would give him a couple of weeks just to kind of get acclimated, and then you know, then you could kind of feel comfortable going from there. Yeah, his injury's been all over the place in training camp, and that's a big concern. Yeah, another guy I wanted to throw in here, because this was pretty new, uh, Alan Lazard. He's had back-to-back DMP practices, so Ooh. his status has really downgraded the last couple days. Who's about to be wide receiver one in there now? Yeah, is I, Randall Cobb about to lead this wide receiving core? Exactly. It's going to be the Aaron Jones shows, but yeah, it sounds like for yeah. week one. Hopefully this is the, you know, got to look at Robert Tunyon to fill in mm. for a Kittle. If, you there know, you they kind of play in together there. Good call. Um, another guy we kind of want to keep an eye out for, uh, Michael Thomas. That whole Saints roster right now, you know, in that receiving core is pretty banged up. I um, mean, you know, as we all know, Michael Thomas coming off of, you know, multiple injuries last couple of years, they're going to be cautious Years with of him. injuries, years of ankle problems. I have him in the same range as Godwin. Like, if you don't have to start him, probably give him a week, um, unless right. you absolutely have to. Patience is a virtue. Yeah, I mean – we know that there's some guys that can step up, so we'll we'll let them take the reins, let Michael Thomas come back. Right. Um, another guy I kind of wanted to note here, and it's probably about the same comparison as God want to be a J.K. Dobbins. You know, he's coming off of, you know, his own injuries here. He's just not fully 100%. You know, I don't think he's ready for the week one grind. He's another guy I would stay away from this week if you, ha- if you, you know, can. I don't even think he's going to play this week, to be honest. Like, they keep saying questionable, but I don't think he's playing at all. Yeah, I think he's a couple weeks away, especially based on uh, what Lamar may have slipped up and said. Yeah, so, I mean, right now he's not a good look. Um, another one, Deontay Johnson. This one, it's it's weird. On the practice report, he was a full participant today. He did have a little bit of a soreness there, and overall, you know, I think it's trending towards him playing. I feel a little bit more comfortable playing a guy like Deontay Johnson than I would, you know, of those other receivers we mentioned, you know, with Thomas or Godwin. Yeah, and on, and on my report, it says cleared for Sunday, so I don't know really what's going on here, but um, – yeah, he looks good to go. Right. I would I would probably play Deontay, but 
it's something to look out for. You know, yeah. re-injury can happen, and you know, especially in week one, these guys are all coming in. You know, week one is the biggest week for injuries all season. So these guys who are coming in a little bit banged up, just keep an eye out. Yeah, and there's kind of a name also, uh, Jacoby Myers, another questionable guy. You know, he there's a lot of hope that with that New England pass offense that he can be a big role in there. So, you know, early on, they're going to need that offensive help against Miami. So that, that could be a, something to look out for. Have any defensive injuries? Uh, actually, two big ones. Main one for me was Shaq Leonard. You know, that's a early statement game for the Colts, and not having him out there is going to test him a little bit more. Yeah, he might miss a few weeks, so we'll see how that plays out. And then the other guy is uh, J.C. Jackson. You know, that what he'll provide um, for the Chargers, you know, when he is there, you like that. But right now, you know, against the big matchup, if he's out, if you're on the opposing guy, you know, you have – you know, normally the man that he would be covering, you might want to go ahead and start him. Yeah, this is going to be a big game for Adams and Renfro, that's for sure. Yeah, highest paid cornerback in, in the league. It's about to be out first game. So, yeah, they're about a feast in, in Las Vegas. That's right. All right, we got any more news we want to talk about? Any uh, contract news? Ooh. Maybe a lack thereof of contract lack news. Thereof. It makes me sick. Uh, it really it really is kind of disappointing that they didn't get a deal done. He's going to, you know, and we're talking about Lamar Jackson, by the way. Lamar is going to play the last year out on his deal. He might get franchise tagged two times, and then he's still going to end up being the highest-paid quarterback ever. So one way or another, the deal is going to get done. It's just a matter of if it's going to be with Baltimore. Yeah, and I think as we've looked with, like, um, you know, Jesse Bates recently, and it's happened for years, I think if they try to franchise tag him next year, he might hold out. Because yeah, he, he's, he it's, a different, it's a different position. Like, a safety holding out. It's a little bit different than, than yeah, their, MVP. Their tag is a little bit less. You know? I think the tag now is getting close to forty million dollars a year yeah. because wow. it's supposed to be around the highest paid quarterback in the league just for a one year contract. So I mean, it's going to get to a point where it's like you might as well just pay the guy and lock him up and confirm you're going to have him. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Honestly, the thing is, you're talking about you're not talking about just any quarterback. You're talking about an MVP quarterback in Lamar Jackson. The fact that he he can't get the money. If this was Patty Mahomes, mm-hmm. he would have already had the contract. Well, I mean, he yeah, does. but there's Patty Mahomes is about championships, and that's that's the one thing with Lamar. We don't know if if he has the capability to, you well, know, the, go all the way and bring a championship. But the biggest legitimate issue in terms of him actually signing a deal is he's his own agent. Like he doesn't have an agent. It's slowing the whole process down solely because, you know, this he doesn't have somebody who has their hand in a thousand different pots around the league who has their input and know what other teams are thinking. It's just Lamar who has not done this before. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you do have a good point there. I, but at the end of the day, what Lamar does, he's in a very brutal division there in the AFC North. And to do what he's done, you know, you don't really look at that offense and see so many weapons. He has to do it with his legs. And, you know, at the end of the day, that does take a big toll on you. And sometimes those type of teams with those type of quarterbacks just don't, you know, aren't able to usually finish it off well they don't want to pay him because they're scared that's all it is and and in today's day and age especially with contracts i wonder how much he's wanting guaranteed maybe the whole thing yeah and that's i think that's what they're most scared about they don't want to guarantee it because as we're saying as sandy mentions he's a scrambling quarterback and Mm -hmm. he could get a you know a season injury at any point right and if he plays like he did last year it's not going to be worth it either if he gets small incremental injuries so it's kind of about you know how much do they trust Lamar? Yep. You know, do the Ravens trust Lamar less than the Cardinals trust Kyler? Because that's what it looks like. Ooh, 
Jeez, that's that's uh, that's yeah, man, that's tough because again, you know, we're not talking about just any quarterback. You know, this yeah. is an MVP winning quarterback. Right, Kyler hasn't won an MVP. Kyler hasn't won no. a playoff game. Uh, and something else to kind of think about with this, and we'll do a little interdivisional here. Right, Burrow is going to be up for a contract next year as well. Exactly. So I'm I'm really interested to see where those two, how close their numbers are, because Burrow's probably going to reset the market at quarterback. He Burrow, should, as he should. And Burrow then I want to see how close Lamar they get to him. Burrow will end up being one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and he, and it's he obvious. probably will be this time next year, just because it'll reset the market, and then someone else next year will be higher. Burrow but. might be the first guy to get over 260 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He might get about 300 mil guaranteed from the Bengals. That's it's just a, insane. It's a whole new team now that he's there. I mean, they have a whole different philosophy on spending money. It's just that effect. The Joe Burrow effect, what he's had on Cincinnati, has, has been what Baltimore fans wish would happen with them. This is the most interesting division in football. <laughs> It definitely is, especially quarterback-wise. Yeah. Because Watson really screwed the whole thing up. The owner for the Browns gave him a fully guaranteed deal. I mean, that's insane. Yep. So, you know, we also did want to touch on a little bit of our predictions. We kind of wanted to point out a a few big games. You know, we did mention some of the injury news, and that will play into a little bit of these matchups. But I think the biggest one, you know, because we just saw our own, you know, game last night, you know, before we get into predictions, actually – yeah, we're going to talk about Thursday Night Football. Let's go over our biggest takeaways from last night's game. I think we, the first place we need to start is Cam Akers, because mm-hmm. what is anybody else talking about today? This guy had zero yards on three touches. And, I, the, and the ones that I saw him run, and, and, and I know he kind of got he got blown up in the backfield a couple times. Right. There was one where he could have made a cut. I saw a hole, and he had zero explosiveness. Exactly. I mean, he, he did make one play where they kind of – it was like a, a backwards throw yeah, from Stafford. Like four-yard backwards Pause throw. for and a second. He got what the 12. hell was that? <laughs> exactly. He got 12 yards, but it was still for a gain of zero because mm-hmm. he caught it so far back. But to consider that that was even a part of his rushing stat line, it's, it's truly insane how they utilized him. And Henderson, I mean, go ahead and play him every week now. Yeah. So Henderson, 13 carries, 47 yards. The big one, five catches. Exactly. That's huge. Now, 18 touches. I don't want to hit the panic mode on Kim Akers. I and I know I, I kind of a hypocrite for that. Sell if you can. But I did yes. sell in a really awkward time. I was <laughs> I was done with him by the second quarter. I, I traded him for Miles Sanders. As you probably should have. And yeah. in all actuality, I mean, whoever has Cam Akers on their team, he's, he's a scary guy to have. He's going to yeah. be a clog all year because you won't be able to give him away. No, no. one's going to give you a value you think you're going to get the right. right trade for. And you won't be able to play him or drop him. Yeah, and so now, I mean, Henderson is going to look like, you know, probably the top waiver wire ad this week. Um, I think Zach Moss showed me a little something. He did have the fumble, but I, li- I liked what I saw from but him. But you know who else had the fumble? Yeah. Oh, God. On the first carry the of their career. Carry. James Cook, touch. I don't want to write him off just yet. No. Just just you, like I no. don't want to hit the panic mode on Cam Akers. You know, I think the difference being is with James Cook – that's a horrible way to start your career. It, it is, but yep. it's his first. It's his first touch. Cam Akers has been in the league for three years now. Like has done nothing, and, and he's done zero. But that is also on the contrary. Where I say that with with 
you know, James Cook. Yeah. Being that that is the first carry of his career, it, it can only go up from here. Yeah, literally. It's not a good look, but like like you said, he has plenty of time to come back. He's the third. He's clearly the third back in that field. I so. thought Singletary looked phenomenal yeah, last looked night. Yeah, that right? was. I that mean, was he had guy. six yards of carry, dude. Yep. I don't know why Zach Moss got to play so much more than Singletary did. Honestly, wait for the a little bit later in the season and go ahead and try to get Singletary on your team for the the final stretch. Oh, and that's the problem with that backfield. And it's been like that for years. Like Singletary has always been kind of serviceable if you needed him to, but they just refuse to go a bell cow back there. Yeah, he finished it's understandable week 14 yeah. through the end of the year last year. The lowest snap share he had was 68%, and he was solid every one of those games. But outside of that, they refused to give him the workload, mm-hmm. so it's hard to trust him. Even last night, 59% of the snaps, but he still had like 10 touches. Yeah, like, I will it. say his efficiency looked really good. Yep. And that might have also just been the fact that with Josh Allen's play, every single play besides a couple, I think he had one bad throw, but he did have one interception that – you can't blame him whatsoever. I wouldn't blame him for either of those interceptions. Well, and and so going back to that a little bit and what Josh Allen does, that kind of is what makes the running back scary there because yep. Josh Allen gets every single goal line rush. Well, he touchdown. was there. He was still their leading rusher, ten for fifty six and a they touchdown. They are not going to hand the ball off to Devin Singletary at right. the three yard line. You they're, know they're going to let yeah, their they're going to throw score. it or they're going to let Josh Allen scramble in. That's what takes away their value a lot. Yeah, I mean, overall, you love what Buffalo showed from us, you know, showed us, I should say. And the Rams were just a really big disappointment. I Absolutely. I was not impressed whatsoever. I was really hoping this game would have been, you know, a shootout. I'm thinking, all right, Matt Stafford, but that's the storyline for me. 10-10 at halftime, finished 31-10. to And Stafford, and once again, it's the first game of the year, guys. Let's let's think about that. But he looked Stafford defeated. looked, he, and I, I want to say throw on words here, he looked really bad. He made throws that I've never seen him make in his career. Right. Three yards behind a guy for an easy interception. Mm-hmm. Sailed a ball, two balls over the middle of the field. That no-look pass that no turned into a fa- pick. He Un- looked unbelievable. Bad. He looked bad. The, even on the last throw of the game for him, and I know it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to read exactly what he said, but it was looked like one of two things. Yeah. And before we say that, I look at that throw. We watched it. We replayed it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And the way he threw that, his arm looked like he like he looks like a casual throw like I would make in the backyard. He had 17 picks last year. He's yeah. on pace for much more that. than that this year. So, I mean, he's he's showing that he's going to be willing to air it out and be pretty volatile for your team. Is that elbow good? Mm. Yeah, I I'm mean, scared. that is a huge question mark. We saw him mouthing some stuff on the sideline, right? Yeah. It was either I can't throw or I can't hold the ball. No, but Either way, it, not good. That's you don't never hear good. That. Who another, are we? another disappointment, real quick, we can talk about for me and in, in my one L of the week is Allen Robinson, dude. I thought he was going to come out here, have, you know, 12, 15 points. Right. He's got no looks. He had 12 yards. 12 yards, not points. It I, was so sad to see because we were watching him run his routes and we saw him get open. And you know what sucks is that was one of the biggest, you know, takes going into the game. We had had that big argument, Allen Robinson or Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis proved us a yeah. lot more of what we were hoping to see from Allen Robinson. Well, Gabe Davis did it on four catches on five targets, 88 yards, as efficient as anybody could possibly ask for. That's what Josh Allen wants him to be. I and, mean, that, and that's where Allen Robinson should be. We are talking yeah. about he should be seeing six to eight targets a game, if not more. He's going to be better. He has to be yeah, better and, than last and night. And McVay came out and said we want to get him more involved. So hopefully also, that turns around, but I'm skeptical now. You also even said that him. about Cam Akers, too. Yeah, I'm not, I don't take any stock but, in that. But Cam but. Akers has like a legitimate health reason why he is not going to hit that peak. The right. thing about Allen Robinson, I mean, 
we were looking at it. He gets open still. They, they want to involve $40 million dollars exactly. to be there. He needs to get touches. I think the only thing that we saw last night is his floor is not as safe as yeah. we wanted it to be, and yep. that that sucks. But he's still going to have the same ceiling as he did before, where he can mm. still, you know, if there's a week where he's the one that catches, you know, two Ten touchdowns. Targets, right. Exactly. He needs to get himself over eight targets a game. And I don't, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. Well, be. Tyler Higby shouldn't be getting eleven. He's he stone dropped, hands. He dropped two wide open yeah. passes too. That screen that was hurts. awful. Hit him right in the face. It, make, it makes us wonder why Tyler Higby's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Isaiah McKenzie too, but when it comes to the Bills, the last player I was disappointed in for the whole game was Dawson Knox. Mm. But I also, same as Allen Robinson, think that that was the very bare minimum. Yeah, hopefully. I mean. He was mainly a blocker last night. Yeah, because the Rams are still—they still have a powerful defensive line, and they were getting the ball out in two seconds. Honestly, I like what I had seen from Jamison Crowder. I loved it. Yeah. I did love some Jamison Crowder last it, night. It kind of made me feel like he does have a role in that offense more than I thought he would. Right, and he's a guy. If you have injuries or if COVID becomes a bug again this year, go mm. ahead and you know have a guy like Crowder on the back of your bench. I didn't even realize going back to to what you're saying, Nick was how bad Knox was. They had two targets. He had one, one catch, catch for five yards. Yeah. Yeah, he scored he did one get five. horse collar tackle yeah. on And it, he's not a top, you know, he's not a top five tight end, but most people are starting him in he's most getting, ten man leagues. And he's getting You're paid. Him. He's getting paid now. Most I mean, people would have taken him over the likes of even like a Dallas Goddard potentially. Yep. Over so, Higby and Higby scored, you know, eight times yeah. as much as he did. He's, he's getting not the better tight end. Because thirty one sure mil guaranteed. I think Dawson Knox will be used. They gotta use him. And yeah. last year he had nine touchdowns. He's gonna yeah. be volatile as well. I think that game is just about Josh Allen wanting to sling it deep. I think yeah. when you see a little bit more close games, that's when you'll see Dawson Knox emerge. Well, let's go ahead and start talking about some more games. What's the first game on the slate, Sandy? Um, I think the biggest game. We're all in agreement here, right? We're thinking, is it the... Uh, it's definitely Chargers. I think Chargers. Chargers? Chargers I Vegas think Chargers yeah. Raiders, dude. That's going to be such a sick game. It'd be that either that or the Chiefs and Cardinals. Well, exactly. Chiefs and Cardinals, we'll pull that up. They're, it's projected the highest scoring this week um, of any game, which is a little wild, but neither of their defenses are, are going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, early in the year, it is a home game in Arizona. Both... You know, teams are have a lot of question marks right now in their passing game. You know, they obviously have the QB to do it, but it just matters of who's going to step up. Yeah, both teams are definitely a step below the where they were last year in hmm. terms of the receiving core, but I don't think that's going to necessarily hurt, hurt them points-wise. Maybe in terms of fantasy points and knowing where it's going to come from, who do we think is actually going to catch some passes for the Cardinals? I mean, Hollywood's going to maybe get 15 targets. Yeah, I, I really like him. And Ertz's question, Ertz I think Ertz has been play. questionable, Ooh. so we don't even know he's going to play. A.J. Green might might see five to ten if, targets. If A.J. Green Rondale, will be safe. If Rondale Moore, you know, can play. I know he's, he's been kind of – He is out. He's declared he's out. out. He's yeah. out too now. So A.J. Dang. Green might be a yeah. low-key waiver wire this week, guys. I think A.J. Green is a low-end wide receiver too with touchdown upside. Because if this is going to be a high-scoring game and he can get – you know, four for fifty in a score. Yeah. You're gonna be, you're gonna be happy with an old man. He's is this, a good streamer. Is this the James Conner game? I think oh, it'll definitely be a James Conner game. James maybe James Conner catches a ton of passes. Right. I mean, what's the over under for him? Fifty two yards rushing. Yeah, I'll take the over mm-hmm. on that. I would take the over on a receiving yardage. You know, like you said, I think he's gonna be catching a lot of checkdown because no I just don't see Drake there either. Nobody's gonna get open. He's gonna have to be looking to make a lot of plays with his legs, and he's gonna have to be looking for yep. those easy passes. And on the other end, you know, with the Chiefs, 
you know, like I said, they, we don't know who the clear number two is. We know Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's about to score. Like, you can mark him down for 20 points this week and no yeah, one's going to be ahead. surprised. It's like, go ahead and just chalk yeah. that down. He's probably going to be used much like <laughs> Cooper Cup was. He might go nine for 110, and he can also have the upside of a couple touchdowns. Uh, the other, the, who do you think the the number two uh, receiver in Kansas City this week's going to be? I think this week it'll probably be somebody like Valdez Scantling. Might get just like a big bomb or something. Yeah, yeah. I like I th- me Crow Hardman. I think they're going to wow. use one of those guys. Yeah, Juju. I think might have a bad start to the season Maybe because like Juju is going to be a little bit limited physically as opposed to what these other guys can do, burning it down the field. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, another game that we're definitely keeping an eye on is going to be that uh, Green Bay Minnesota game. That's uh, going to be fun. I'm going to go ahead and tell you to smash both Green Bay running backs in your lineup mm. because if Alan Lazard doesn't play like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be Aaron Jones in the air and A.J. Dillon on the ground, and that'll be the only chance that they have to keep up with this new Vikings offense. Yeah, and I and to that point, like, I don't – like, you could probably – if you had both of them on your team, you might throw A.J. Dillon in the flex just because yeah. I, think, I think Aaron Jones is going to see – so many targets this year because he look should. what he did without Devontae Adams. All he did was see targets. And then he, he's going to need a break to rush, and Dylan's going to be there. And Dylan might get the goal line work. I mean, yeah. Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, yeah. Romeo yeah. Dubes, Robert Tunyon. You tell me like out that, of all those. That, Robert Tunyon may not even play. Yeah, that's a Take question, away too. Dubes and that lineup, you know, five years ago would have been like, okay, you got exactly. Sammy Watkins. and yes, you know. yes. Is this a game we see Randall Cobb go for two touchdowns oh and 85 yards? Randall or Cobb does this man safe. catch a big, like, late game touchdown? Is this that type of game? Do we feel those vibes with okay. the Minnesota this Green or that, Bay? Real quick. This or that in this game. Cobb or Thielen? Oh my! I'm taking. Might, ooh, mm. I'm gonna go Cobb. I might take Cobb, dude. Yeah, I, I think Cobb. Cobb's catching a touchdown. He's the only guy who he I always mean, catches a it'll touchdown. It'll be exciting too. Rogers. It'll be the happiest moment of our night watching that game. Yeah, because of the fact like there's Randall Cobb, good Kentucky. old reliable. That's right, baby. And Aaron Rodgers loves him. He's loved him his whole career. Yep. Every game that he like plays significantly, he catches a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has they literally that might be one of his top five receivers he's thrown to in can, his career. Can we get a bet? And I don't we don't have it pulled up, but if there's an anytime touchdown score for Randall Cobb, because his is Go gonna ahead. be like plus one thousand, exactly. maybe take that on a long shot. Because yep. if he can get a red zone touchdown or even break loose and get wide open on a thirty yarder, because think about it, if they're actually able to run play action as successfully mm-hmm. as they have in the past. I mean, it's just going to be spread around. It's not going to be all Devontae, so you're never going to know what week to start these wide receivers. Right. But this could be the week for Cobb. I definitely think Cobb early in the season will be he'll be pretty useful for them. Flip it around to the flip it around to the other side too with with Minnesota. I think we're both a little bit on their train this year. I think they could win that division. I think they're a little bit of a sleeper. I think think they're so they're a little bit more complete. It's in Minnesota, yeah, first of all. Yeah, it's in Minnesota. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I know everybody listens to the stats of last year. They It was like, you know, so many one-score games that every they were year. in. Every year with and Mike Zimmer. And they lost a majority of them. So flip yep. the script this year and maybe say they win half of those, and they have a 10-win season. Well, they just need to turn up the notch on the offense. If you yeah. have a guy like Dalvin Cook, Let Justin Jefferson, why are these guys, why are they not dominating every offensive touch? And exactly. Adam Thielen can get the scores in the red zone still yeah. and be perfectly fine. And you fine. have workable tight ends. Yeah, you obviously do Smith have plays. a good back. Like, they have a really good offense overall. There's I mean, no Madison's reason. the best, probably the best backup in the league. Yeah. Like, There's no reason to not see the Minnesota Vikings as a top three offense this year. I would look to stream away from Irv Smith this week, but overall in the season, I think he'll be good just because mm-hmm. of his training camp injuries. But it's not, it's not to say that 
you know, the rest of the Vikings, I mean, all of them have top five upside in terms of the studs. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, and Dalvin Cook this week. This is going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to need to do it. Let's go to our uh, game of the – my game of the week, at least. I'm going to go to uh, the Raiders and the Chargers. A little interdivisional. Like new look, new look Raiders what, this year. What an absolute opener yeah. for that Heck whole division. Exactly. You're gonna find out a lot yeah, in that first. We week. are because we don't. You know it, what's funny is those two teams ended up playing each other last to go to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the Raiders somehow squeaked it out. So it's like is and they just got better. Game? This is a revenge game for yeah. both teams. Khalil Mack on the Chargers mm. and then Brandon Staley against the whole Raiders organization, right? Say what we want. I don't think this game's going to be as close as what people hope it will be. I think the Chargers win by two touchdowns. You think oh, blow wow. Them out? wow. I don't see a blowout, but two touchdowns isn't really a blowout to me. I, I could see that as a little bit of a blowout. I like that, though. Because 21 What if the Chargers go up super, super early and Mike Williams is having a big game, Keenan Allen gets 10 catches early first half or something? You know, that could very well happen, and they could dominate time of possession because the Raiders don't have a run game. Mm. They're not going to rely on Josh Jacobs. Right. Is Derek Carr going to be that guy? This is the time to, to find be, out. He has to prove it. I mean, the over-under on this game is 52.5, same, uh, same as last night's. Under. Makes me want to take the under just from what we saw last night. First week, you know, Russ. Blunders. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're not going to look at either the Rams or the Bills and say, based off that game, one of them's either the champion and one yeah. of them's not. You know, the Bills looked a lot better. But I think when you look at this Chargers-Raiders game, the Chargers winning the game will make us feel that way about them. I think the Raiders win it. It's mo- mainly because they just were better week one. Well, in this game and, and going back to the last game we talked about with interdivisional, it means a little bit more. Because this could this game could mean the difference in a tiebreaker later on in the year that wins your division or not. So these are big games. Absolutely. And really, I'm a big fan of everybody on both sides of the ball that is going to play, except for Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs yeah. I would play I Darren Waller because yeah. Darren Waller wasn't injured. He just didn't want to play under no contract. So now you got to look at it like Gerald Everett. I'd play him yeah. above Irv Smith. Yeah. Like that's the that's the kind of guy who I think could get, you know, an easy touchdown in this game, a flyer. Absolutely. Uh, another another game to keep an eye out for, and this could be a little household uh, battle. <laughs> we got the Steelers at the Bengals. It's going to be a tough one to swallow for me. I'm coming off watching my team absolutely get, you know, the heck beat out of them. Every time they played the Bengals last year, they got their asses kicked. Yeah, so it's going to be a tough day for me. I'm looking forward to seeing what Mitch Trubisky does. Yeah. And I know Jake's looking forward to see Joe Burrow continue where he left off. Yeah, and, I mean, you're obviously starting three – well, you're starting four Bengals this week. You're starting Burrow – Higgins, Mixon, and Chase easily. Right. And, you know, a kind of sleeper is going to be Hayden Hurst. I mean, if if you were desperate at tight end, I think you could stream him if you needed to. I could see him getting. He won't goose you. I think he's the kind of guy who get you like five to ten points, and yeah. you, you'd be okay. Yeah, if you need a streamer. Unfortunately, while I do want to say this game would come down to one score, I just don't see Pittsburgh keeping it close, especially Another week one. Up. We don't know who's going to really step up the quarterback. You know, we ho- I hope. Trubisky's that guy. Yep. But early on, I just have a feeling Cincinnati ends up winning this probably handily. This is going to be a Najee Harris game for the Steelers. Mm. Absolutely. Might get 30 touches. Could see 20 carries and 15 targets. 
Yeah. Especially if they're losing. They're going to have to catch up and get down the field somehow. And I want to see how, you know, Pittsburgh's quarterbacks, who who do they have chemistry with? We don't know. Is, right. is Fryermuth going to be a safety blanket and catch, mm-hmm. you know, see 10 targets? Maybe. I mean, we don't the know. defense might give Burrow more trouble. But, you know, I think that's a great matchup for for that offensive line to prove themselves. You yeah, have the team. The Steelers it's, led the league in sacks last Cam year. Cam Hayward is out, right? Cam Hayward probably will be playing. He he didn't practice today. It was a coach's decision. Mm. So usually usually that was rest. He's a veteran. He's going to be ready to go. That's a great point. So yeah, I mean you all Pittsburgh's got a good pass rush. They they always have. And uh, we want to see this new Cincinnati offensive line if they actually did what it what it takes to get back. Yeah, they got to protect Burrow, and this yeah. will be the first opportunity to show that they can. Yep. And if they could just get the ball out early, mm-hmm. I have full confidence. The Bengals. Probably going to win by two scores. Yep. Uh, Cleveland, Carolina. Revenge game. I don't really want to look too much into this one besides the fact that Baker Mayfield probably will get his revenge. The Browns are a huge dumpster fire right now. Yep. So, Carolina, you know, I think their offense is going to look a little bit better. Their defense should be pretty solid. Um, But, you know, mainly here is just how well is McCaffrey going to come into this game? Are we going to see – 25 26 point McCaffrey or are we going to yep. see 15 so. point and that's he's a bad healthy. week he's healthy they're going to use him yeah, there's no question about it they have talked about it all off season they have no fear of playing him if he's going to be on the field and giving him as many touches as he can handle when it really comes down to it is you know throughout the course of the season for McCaffrey this week he should be the running back one overall mm. I agree. And I think a little bit with that, and I think this is going to be interesting for me to see with McCaffrey this year. He's net, it was sadly to say, he, Baker is probably the best quarterback he's ever played with. Definitely. Does Baker, if he is fully healthy, does he move the ball downfield more and take away some of the safe dump offs to McCaffrey? No. Probably the, not. I still think McCaffrey, as good as DJ Moore is, DJ Moore is still the second wide receiver or the second look on mm. offense, especially on passing plays still. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really look into this game too much. I see Carolina winning. Yeah. Um, Carolina you know, really on to the next one. Oh, I would uh, I would want to say start both running backs for the Browns too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Hunt. good point. Good point. If there's going to be one thing you're going to look at the Browns, yeah, the running backs they're pretty safe. One one wide receiver is going to score 15 points. We don't know who that is. I mm-hmm. you know like Donovan Cooper a little Jones. bit, but it could be People's Jones. It could somehow be David Bell. It could be Njoku. So exactly. Yeah. So Tampa Bay and Dallas. That's a Sunday night football, baby. Mm. And we love it because. Tom Brady's playing. Fuck the Cowboys. Both. <laughs> uh, the second one there, mainly. I, uh, <laughs> I, have, I have the Bucks winning this game handily in Dallas on uh, national television. I mean, it's just going to be a typical start to the season for the Cowboys. Not so fast, my friend. Really? As much as I hate to say it, this is a team of a lot of question marks. Uh, you have Dallas. You lose Amari Cooper. You have CeeDee Lamb. Who's that next guy up? I like Jalen Tolbert. I think Ezekiel Elliott should be. feast this game. We don't know about this Bucks defense or the offensive line. While we do like what we see out of Mike Evans on a weekly basis, Godwin may not be fully there. Mm. It's not going to be as easy as you think. I think this game will be a pretty solid scoring game. It's going to be a fun game. I think the Bucks defense is, is going to be really good again. Um, they didn't really lose many pieces, but the offense is actually concerning me a lot. And... To your point, I almost like Dallas in this game. 
Really? It's just the Brady effect for me. I think that the fact that Tom Brady against Dak Prescott, that's, that does it. That's, that's all I need to hear. I think Dak comes out this game. This might be the best game of his season. That's what's sad about this. I hope it is. I really want to see Dak do well and play up to the contract that he got. It's gonna, that's going to rely a lot on, uh, is CeeDee Lamb going to be that guy this uh, year? I see him as a low-end low end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two this week. Yep, we're skeptical on him. I love this game. But Let's get uh, one more revenge game. Denver at Seattle. Love it. Russell yeah. Wilson going back up to CenturyLink Field. Who do you got winning this game? I'm going to go ahead and go 17-14 Broncos. That's crazy. And, right. it, and it could be just a slugfest. Like, we don't know that Denver's just going to come out here and, and cream them. I'll go, like, 21-13. I think you're being generous. Really? What do you think? I don't like Seattle at all. There's somehow their running game is going to be all right, but it's only going to muster up a solid one touchdown. <laughs> it's going to be a final score. Of twenty three to seven, ooh, Broncos. my goodness. one score. I mean, wow. it, it could definitely go that way. And if the game turns out in a kind of a slugfest, this is an opportunity to play Javante Week One. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is where we're going to see how much are they going to use Melvin, especially if they're winning. That's my biggest question. There's for this, a, game. Th- this is going to be a really fun game because this is probably I don't want to say the only team in the league, but this is one of the teams in the league that we said was a quarterback away, and they actually yeah. went on and got him, and now they have all these pieces. And we want to see what these pieces can do without a Teddy Bridgewater or a Drew Locke yes. throwing to them. Somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Let's see what Jerry Judy can do. We're skeptical on him. Let's see what Courtney Sutton can do if he's if he's what we think he is. KJ Hamler. Let's see what he can do. It's going to be an interesting take. I mean, that's the thing. We all, like we talked about, you know, Seattle's not just going to go down without a fight, at least defensively. Offensively, I don't see them moving the yeah. ball too much. It's, their but scary. the defense will keep it close enough to make make it look a lot closer than it probably was. Here's a, will be. This or that, real quick. Okay. This game, DK Metcalf or Jerry Judy? Ah, a DK for sure. I was going to give you a grosser one. I was going to say Judy and Lockett. This might be the uh, only. This uh, might be the only game I take Jerry Judy. Surprisingly, uh, over just, DK. Just one game over DK. DK. I think this would be the one week everybody's going to get high on Jerry Judy, and because it's going to be out of spite of what I've said, how much trash I've talked. Yeah, it'll be Jerry Judy somehow come out of this. He'll outplay DK somehow. Well, and D- and. To the credit of Denver's defense, they are pretty – they're filthy. So, exactly. DK could struggle, but – If Sertan can lock up DK, you know, that'll be that'll be something to see. But I think DK is a freak. You know, it really comes down to, like, you know, Who is Geno Smith target? really going to – is he going to light up you know, two or three touchdowns? Probably not. No. So, Rashad Penny is going to get his. He's going to be fine as well. It's going to be the most boring game of the week. Yeah, and that's Monday Night Football, babe. <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. Okay, so you guys want to talk about some of these smaller games and close this out? Some games that we're not as interested in? Miami, New England? Go ahead and start Ramondre and Damian, Steve, yeah. or Damian Harris, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Start Tyreek, even though I don't think he'll be great. You can start Waddle. Who, who yeah. is going to see the most targets in New England with probably, Jacoby Meyer out? Probably Devontae Parker. De- wow. Devontae Parker may be a safe flex. But maybe you can expect him to get zero points. That's it's one of those throwback. games. I'd stay away throwback. from all New England receivers this would, week. Yeah, if you don't have to. What about like Hunter Henry? You think you I would? Some I would play Henry for the touchdown upside. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as far as Miami, start Chase Edmonds as well. Right. Yeah, you kind of have to start Hill and Waddle if you have them. Hopefully, you don't have to start Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. And definitely not uh, Licky Mike Sicky. 
No, never all Ooh. season. All Here, right. Here's an interesting one that, yeah. that I think I actually kind of like the odds on this one even too. Jacksonville versus Washington, and Jacksonville is plus 115. So they have Washington as a favorite. Ooh. I'm going to go Jacksonville. I'm, I'm going one. Jacksonville. I like I'm Jacksonville actually in that. I agree. I don't like anything about Washington right now. Are we starting NTN confidently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Full confidence. Christian Kirk, 100%. Yes. Full confidence. Yep. Now, question for both of those guys. Do you think they both go over 60 yards rushing and receiving for their respective positions? I think Christian Kirk over 60 receiving. NTN is going to be close. He's also going to be catching but I think some he's balls, gonna, I think he combines for like 80 to 100 yards. I okay. like that number. I'd, get, I'd probably bump the rushing numbers. I'd say they probably would be about the 60-yard but I think the only thing that would factor into that is if they use James Robinson. Right. Go ahead and bench Antonio Gibson. Let's wait and see how that goes. Play McKissick if you need to, because you know they're going to have some third down dump offs to him. And then McLaurin, how do you guys feel about him this Washington week? Washington is the scariest team in the league for me. You Not cannot, yet. you can't, can you start any of those dudes confidently? No. Can you start Jahan Dotson? Can Never. You, can you no. start Wentz? No, surprisingly, chance. out of all the guys you just named, I'd feel more confident about Jahan Dotson. That's not like that. Mm. It's the most. It's the and scariest team in the league for me about starting their their relevant fantasy players. Exactly. It's something you want to stay away from. Now, another team we want to kind of stay away from, Houston, and they're playing the Colts. See, mm. and you said McCaffrey's about to be RB one, but yes. have you seen what JT does to Houston the yeah, last year? Yeah, it's like yeah. thirty points. I, like I think the only thing that deters that from happening is be the fact that Matt Ryan's going to be throwing the ball. But right, but maybe JT maybe early. I see Naheem Hines being a potential flex starter in this game. I yeah. would, I could, could play be. Hines. Yeah. yeah. Damian Pierce, what do you do Pittman's there? Pittman's gonna get feast. You this have is, to, you have to play him, right? This is the time to see how much Pierce is really gonna get the work because if Rex Burkhead can, if he's playing third downs and Pierce is only first and second down, and then they're down early, he's not gonna play that much in the second half, and that's my concern. So keep an eye out. If he gets twenty touches, I think he'll be fine though. If Pierce scores a touchdown, trade him. Oh, yeah. If, if, if he gets 20 touches, like you're saying, and he gets 80 rushing yards and a couple of catches mm-hmm. for a touchdown, please trade him. I would go ahead and start Pittman and Cooks. Yep. I agree. Yeah. That's a both confident start. And I don't think any tight ends for them are no. looking keep at an, so. Keep an eye out on Brevin Jordan because the Texans have no one besides Cook. So if Brevin Jordan can, you know, get five targets and a touchdown, that's a, that's a flyer. Here's yeah. an interesting game uh, Detroit, Philadelphia. We got hey. some players in there. That's AJ an exciting Brown. game, surprisingly. Brown, Swift, like you could start yeah. Hawkinson, you could start Amon Ray Brown. There's some players there. I think this is a dark horse, like highest scoring game of the week. Wow. Hey, it should be an exciting one. You yeah. know, Lions fans feel very optimistic. This was a stat I'd seen today, and I, I may have read it wrong, but from what I heard in there, Detroit, this is their very first sellout for a home opener in pretty much over 10 years. Oh, yeah. People are excited up there in Detroit, and I think this is the kind of game where you can smash play DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. They're both going to get work. I think if with Detroit, you know, like you're saying, the hype building around them a little bit, if they get a quarterback for their future, someone that they really believe in, and once, you know, mm-hmm. Jamison Williams comes back, if he comes back healthy and who yep. you think he's going to be, that team's going to be a solid a solid team in that division. Bryce Young and Jamison Williams together mm-hmm. again. Now, I'm not saying Jared Goff, is you know bad by any means he's not not gonna lead you anywhere but he is the perfect guy to have on your team right now because he's gonna do just enough he's (laughs) He's gonna do just enough and the thing is we all know in the nfl draft it's not always the number one pick as a quarterback that's the best 
So you don't have to have that number one pick. I don't think the Lions will be even in contention for that this year. Yeah. I see them making potential, you know, maybe don't make the playoffs, but I see them being like a potential wild card. So, oh, for sure. I mean, what if Green Bay falls off a little bit? The Bears aren't a threat at all. No. Exactly. But at the end of the day in this game, as much as I like the Lions, I think it will be an exciting and fairly high-scoring game. The Eagles do take this one. I'm going to start Amon Ra and DJ Chark as well if I'm a Lions guy because I like DJ Chark for, to catch a 50-yard touchdown, and this is going to be, you know, Amon Ra's opportunity to show us, is he going to get 10 targets a game? What and about it, a guy we just haven't talked about at all? Yeah. He wasn't no slouch last year, Devonta Smith. He's just hurt by A.J. Brown. And it's I just mean, a matter of a we want to see it. consistent receiver last year. He's not going to win any you know, all pros, but he was consistent last year in his rookie year. I don't want to mm-hmm. write them off yet because everybody wants to say Philadelphia is a running offense. <laughs> With who? <laughs> With who? Yeah. The thing Boston is, Scott. Boston Scott's going to be their top back. I don't see any reason why they won't be able to let the ball rip. Yeah. You know, it's like you got Jalen Hurts. You know what he can do. You have Devontae Smith. You obviously have A.J. Brown. Got you have it. Dallas Goddard. Yep. So you have the guys and the tools in the passing game to make them a good passing offense. I see this as a game, like you said, being a high scoring. I think they do let it rip. They have an opportunity to be a great offense. Let's say they have an amalgamation of three running backs. You maybe won't. You never know when to play them. But overall, I think they they're going to be a surprise team for everybody this year. They're probably going to win the AFC, NFC East. Too. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, I'm with that as well. Yeah, and you know, back to what you're saying about Devonta. I mean, he he is a, a different player than A.J. Brown. Mm. So if they really do open it up, you know, I think he could still have wide receiver two value this week. Right. Let's well, see. any more games? Who else we got oh, here? Oh, Bears 49ers. <laughs> we Go. can just let's, let's not talk about the Bears because unless you have Mooney no. and you're desperate, let's just not talk about them. I but still like Mooney. Like. Trey Lance, I think, is an instant start. Yep. Um, we don't know about Jimmy G. Obviously, you're starting Debo if you have him. I think yeah. we like Ayuk this week. I do like Ayuk. I like him. That's the thing. I like a lot of 49ers players this week. I still do like Elijah Mitchell. Mm. Um, I'm a huge Elijah Mitchell guy this week. I'll tell you that. 30 carries potentially. Wow. Right. So, I mean, everything points towards the 49ers running away with this. Sorry, Bears fans. You know, it's not your time yet. You're probably going to see this a lot. It just is unfortunate. You got to go up against as good of a team as you know the 49ers. And obviously, like we always are going to say with the 49ers running backs, keep an eye out for who's their second guy, who's their third guy, right. because <laughs> you never, you always kind of want to look ahead like three or four weeks, and you know if you can get Jeff Wilson now, mm. and then in three weeks he's their starting running back, you're going to have an RB one, right. or it could be Davis Price or Jordan Mason. You know, it could be any of these guys. I mean, they love to. Go with the undrafted dude so they can get all the credit for finding the gems. Here's exactly. a here's a little I'm gonna do it this or that in the Saints Falcons game. We haven't talked about that at all. Ooh. And this is this is gonna be for this game if if Drake London's healthy and plays for this game right now. Okay. Drake London or Chris Alave for this game. Drake London. I'll go London for this game too. And I love Alave more than London. What if Michael Thomas doesn't play? I'm gonna go Alave. Okay, there you go. I'm probably still going to go Drake London just because, again, we're talking about week one. I do like Alave, but I do see Michael Thomas playing this game and being, unfortunately, more effective than he should be for coming off of. You You said it with so much confidence. I just can't get there. (laughs) Even if he – until I literally see him play the full game, like I won't even believe that he played. Hey, you know, that's This has been that's a two-year thing. For. Like exactly. we can't it's two years that we've been dealing with this. But if he is healthy, would you have more confidence with him or London because those guys were in a similar spot like Alave too, but you know, Michael Thomas, you know, 
if he's on the fence, would you play London above him? Mm. They're both kind of on the wow. fence, but one yeah. of them, I mean, London is young. He was yeah. a top 10 pick. They're and gonna the have to throw it to get someone. All the t- are all the targets. The one thing that scares yeah. me with Drake London is the fact you'd have Mariota throwing the ball at least early yeah. on. Well, we don't know <sighs> what know. he's gonna do. So I'd feel more comfortable with Jameis, you know. Definitely. But if it does come down to Drake London individually, will still get the ball, who no go, matter who's playing. Go ahead and play Kamara and play Patterson. Yep. Get your use out of Patterson. You drafted him. <laughs> go ahead and play him for the first half of the year. And he's then, a flex. Yep. He's a flex guy. Absolutely. And you're obviously starting pits. I'm gonna hit you guys with with one one final thing real quick. Okay. Yep. If you can send Kareem Hunt to one team, and I know you probably want to say the Rams or something, <laughs> do do different ones. If you can I, send him to one team and he would be their guy, who are you sending him to? Eagles. I like that too. Oh, man. This is tough because, I mean, in, in all actuality, He's a I would probably say one. the Raiders. Oh, yeah, so that's another saying. good one. And I'll go Rams. So it's like we can talk about that for a second, but like – he would be he'd be the and same with like Dylan. You could probably throw Dylan anywhere and he'd be the running back one. Oh, exactly. I don't think that the Packers would want to give up Dylan because Dylan is younger. But I mean, in terms of Kareem Hunt being on the block, literally, yep. like they, I don't think they would have any issue with trading him, especially if they if they start the year off like one and three. Get the value mm-hmm. exactly. And Hunt's gonna end up if he is a a workhorse on a team, he's a top five, top eight guy. I think, and that kind of makes you want to hang on to him just to see if he does get dealt anywhere. Yep. And, like, if I think at the Rams he would be the most valuable. I do like the Raiders a lot, though, too. I think he would elevate that backfield. But yep. Josh Jacobs is only 24. They probably don't make that move. You they know could what, do a good swap there. What I hate mm-hmm. is it'll be some absolute head scratch. He'll end up going like, Washington. Oh, and I'll be, be the so Ravens. upset. It'll be the, the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. I mean, that could be good, but then you got Dobbins when he comes back. And what, if, split carries. what if Edmonds gets hurt and he goes to Miami? I mean, this is the kind <sighs> they of game. They have Mostert, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they, I don't think they're there. looking to add any running backs like that. The only teams I realistically do see that with would be probably, I could see the Eagles because they don't really, Definitely. they aren't true to anyone. The Rams aren't really true to anyone, but they also aren't trying to emphasize the running game that much. I think Daryl Henderson will do just enough yeah, for the Rams. Yeah. So they don't need and he's, Hunt. He's only 20, what, 25, 26? It's not like yeah. he's old. But he's not the healthiest guy in the world either. Yeah. Yep. Will, anything else, guys? Who is your uh, who's like your dark horse pick to be like the top quarterback of the week? I do want to know what you guys think there. Do you Let's think it'll see. still be Josh Allen when it's all said and done? I mean, what do you score? 30, 33. 33. I think I it'll mean, be Allen. I, th- I was, I was going to mm. say, like, I could see I could Herbert see getting there um, if he goes off for a huge We're talking game. about Dark Horse. I'm going to take yeah. Jalen Hurts. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. High scoring game of the week. High I scoring think, game. So I could see it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dark Horse with Trey Lance because we talked about him earlier. And I, almost, like I almost did I say just, Trey Lance. I think he here. rushes for like 60 yards and a touchdown or two. And yeah, oh, yeah. That would be beautiful. And that's going to be it for today's episode. Guys, we're really looking forward to this upcoming season. We're going to hit you all bright and early with an episode on Sunday morning, so stay tuned. See ya. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.